Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chaos and Art. I'm Kristen and I am so happy that you are here. Let's just jump right into what's been bringing me joy lately. The first thing is sunshine and being outdoors. So I've always known that's something that I love and especially I so much appreciate in the winter because I can tend to get sadder when it's gray and cloudy. So I always take the sunshine when I can, even if it's a little bit colder. I will try and bundle up and get some sunshine and get some time outside. The second thing I have been loving and that's been bringing me a lot of joy is just conversations with friends. I feel like over the last week or two, I've had a lot of great conversations with friends and family, whether it's, you know, just laughing, girl time, spilling the tea, or just getting to call up my sister and talk on the phone with her for like an hour or just, you know, my co-lead and I had a really good conversation at uh, our small group the other night. So I just feel like I've had a lot of great conversations with people on a lot of spectrums, whether it's more serious, whether it's more goofy and funny or somewhere in the middle. And I don't know, that's something like I really want to go deeper into my relationships. And I'm really, I'm not a service level kind of person. I really like to go deeper and have deeper talks. And so that's just been making me smile lately. And lastly, being creative. As a kid, I was always super creative and Now as an adult, I like finding new avenues for my creativity, but it often does come and go just depending on what kind of week I'm having at work or mentally. But lately, I feel like I've just had a lot of creativity, especially in the writing atmosphere. So I've thought like of an idea for a kid's book that I want to write yesterday. Writing about one thing I talked about in therapy, like I just kept writing and writing. I was like, I need to write a book one day and this needs to be one of the chapters. So yeah, just like kind of that spark of creativity has just been bringing me a lot of joy. It doesn't happen often, so I really treasure it when it does come. When I feel like my mind can just be focused on that and kind of instead of racing and running endlessly, it's like racing and running with creativity and stories and stuff like that. So before I get into the meat of today's episode, I just want to preface that I went back and forth for a while of whether or not to make this episode of whether or not I should wait a few weeks and talk more about it with my therapist and get to a quote-unquote more healed version of myself or if I should not do this episode at all. I obviously ultimately decided to record this episode and share it with y'all but it is very scary and I've had some of these conversations a lot of these conversations with my therapist about what I'm talking about today and a few of them with with people I love and trust But as much as it's not as scary, like talking to someone face-to-face in person about this is super scary or like on the phone, it's not as scary doing it over the mic like this because I I don't know who's going to listen to this and I can't, I'm not like looking them in the eye as I'm spilling and sharing all of this. But at the same time, it is scary. It is nerve wracking. It's because obviously as you see as the title has to do with my faith and my faith journey and how much of a struggle It's been the last few years, but then some realizations of just realizing that it's kind of in shambles lately. And as I've been thinking about this and why I'm so scared to share or to be honest with people about it, think back to my freshman year of college, met my best friend and she came to Christ and we grew in the Lord together. And then my second semester, freshman year, I started battling my eating disorder. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know I had it at the time, but I did. And because of that, I definitely fell away from God. I can't remember much from that time because honestly, I think I numbed a lot of it out. I was just a zombie as eating disorders will do that to you physically and mentally. But I know I didn't go to church. I stopped going to the Christian organization group that we were a part of on campus. And I definitely just fell away from the Lord and my relationship with the Lord. 
But I remember my best friend coming back to um, either to me at my dorm or when we lived together our sophomore year of college. She would tell me that these people at this Christian organization and at church who I thought were my friends, who I would meet up with when I was healthy, you know, before I got into my eating disorder, that they were telling her, either telling her to her face or they're telling each other. And she just heard that they were saying things like, you know, Kristen is not a Christian anymore. She must not have ever been a believer. And I think a lot of my fear stems from if I open up about this to one-on-one to loved ones or just out here in this public space, that people are going to see it and make those same assumptions about me and talk behind my back that she must not be saved. She was never a believer. Can you believe she's walking away? Whatever the case may be. And I believe that this message and the people that this this episode is really going to help, it's worth any pain or judgment that people might put onto me. But at the same time, it's still scary. While I can't stop all judgment or assumptions that people will place upon me out of a place of their own insecurity and their own fears and their own discontent with their own life, I do just ask and encourage you guys listening to be so open-minded so compassionate, so caring and empathetic, and try to listen to what I am saying and what I have to say. And that doesn't just go with me in this podcast. I just ask and encourage you to do that with anyone who might share something online, share something on, you know, podcast or on YouTube, or who just comes to you and shares something personally or in a group with you. Because you may think that you have this answer, but the way that you think, believe, live, have experienced life is not the only way. Everyone's experienced it differently. Don't go in with these assumptions, judgments based on your belief of the right way to think, feel, act, etc. Now that that's over, let's just jump in. So I'll do a quick sort of like recap on just my faith journey in general. And so I grew up always knowing who God and Jesus was. We went to church, but I will say we didn't really talk about it at home. We didn't pray at home. We didn't read the Bible, didn't really discuss anything. And so I didn't necessarily have a relationship with God and Jesus until high school, but never was a time where I didn't know who God was, that he loved me, that Jesus was his son, that he sent Jesus down to forgive us and to to die for our sins. I understood conceptually and logically all of that. But at the same time, I also strived and believed I was, you know, a good person, tried to be a good girl and probably was way too much of a goody two-shoes. Actually, not probably. I was. So then in high school, I kind of started growing up my relationship with the Lord, got baptized my senior year of high school, first semester of college, as I mentioned early on this podcast, really grew, became on fire for the Lord. And then, of course, you know, January 2016 to about January 2018-ish, my with the main years I was battling my eating disorder, my relationship with the Lord definitely suffered. But in 2018, I really feel like I understood that. I came back to the Lord, was really running after him. And that was continued, you know, all the way till about January 2021, when I really started to struggle with my mental health and with depression. And that, of course, impacted me spiritually because we are holistic human beings. But also just looking back now, the view that I had of God and being a Christian, I didn't understand how depression and, and what I was thinking and feeling and going through could fit in. But as depression weaned, then OCD sprang up. And I didn't know it was OCD at the time. I'm sure there were OCD patterns way before me noticing this. But my therapist officially diagnosed me with OCD, scrupulosity, which essentially is just like religious OCD about like morals. Like you can be scrupulous, you can have scrupulosity and not be a believer, but I tend to go 
hand in hand. That really threw me for a loop, the OCD, because there was a lot of guilt, a lot of lack of desire to go to church, read my Bible, pray, have quiet time, spend time with the Lord, desire to have anything to do with the Lord. It was like a lose-lose situation. If I tried to do them, there would be guilt because I must have not done it long enough or not done something right or it wasn't quote-unquote perfect. But then there'd be a lot of guilt if I didn't do them because how dare you be a Christian or call yourself a Christian and not read your Bible? How dare you call yourself a Christian and not have quiet time? How dare you call yourself a Christian and, not, and listen to secular music over worship music? And there was a lot of feeling guilty for choosing to watch Gilmore Girls over The Chosen, listen to Taylor Swift over a worship song, to skip church some Sundays, to sleep in, to get rest, to heal. So that's kind of what the journey of most of this fall looked like. But the kind of purpose of this episode is a few weeks ago in therapy, I came to the realization that my faith was more in shambles than I thought, that I maybe thought it was rock bottom or at rock bottom, and that my faith was actually farther below rock bottom, whatever that is. It makes me think of the Taylor Acorn song, I guess rock bottom has a basement. That's kind of where I realized that my faith was and, and still is at. Over the last few years, I have definitely wrestled with doubt and questions more than I ever had. This time, what I've realized is like, it goes beyond that. And there's things that people ask that I'm now asking, trying to figure out how this amazing story of God fits into the world that we live in, the world that they've experienced, their life. In the past, asking questions such as, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Or why do bad things happen to good people? What does it mean to be a Christian? Previously, I would have given the biblical answer. Oh, X, Y, Z, here's what the Bible says. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, because obviously I believe the Bible is still true. But what I have come to realize is, A, people asking those questions, that's not going to, how do I say this? That's not going to what they're looking for. That's not going to satisfy them. And it's not because they don't believe in God or they want to doubt all that. It's because when you're truly in a place of hurting and, and figuring that out, like just hearing this quoted cliche answer is like putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. I realized that all these questions I was having, the biblical, the answer that we're taught to give or to have was no longer cutting it for me. Like that, I, I couldn't just smile, nod and say, yep, that's the answer and move on. Maybe some of you listening are like, we're not supposed to, but for me, what I have realized is so much of my faith, so much of my life as a Christian was believing that, was saying this is what the Bible says, I have to accept it, move on, that's the answer, case closed, wrap it up with a bow. The fact that that's not my faith journey now is really hard for me. And I think I honestly made it harder on myself for a long time because for so long, especially from 2021 to now in 2024, when I was really struggling with my mental health, I... And maybe that's the answer I would give myself nine times out of 10. Maybe sometimes I wasn't being honest with myself. But even if I was being honest with myself, I wasn't with other people because I was afraid of that fear of that judgment. If I, if I said that I was struggling to believe or if someone, I told them I was hurting, they gave me you know, a, a scripture and I said, that's not helping me right now. I was afraid they'd be like, well, you're helpless then. Like, this is the answer. Or I was afraid to say that I was hopeless as a Christian because the trademark foundation that we stand upon as Christians and believers is Jesus. And Jesus came to bring hope and Jesus is hope. So how could I be hopeless as a believer? All of these fears and previous judgments 
and just the way my brain works, I don't know. It just created me for so long to just say the right things, to not tell people how I was actually doing, or to say, you know, it's been really hard, but you know, the Lord's really been my strength. He's been my rock when that was not the case that maybe it was hard, maybe it is still hard. And honestly, sometimes God made it worse in in some ways. And looking back now, I do realize, I think it was the guilt that they put upon me as being a Christian and what a Christian in my mind should and does look like. That's what created the guilt. I'm not saying God did. And I think all of this, as it's really come to this realization that I've been finding my identity in being a Christian rather than being in Christ. Some of you might say, and I might even say, well, great, you know what the issue is? Like, fix it. Just change your thinking. Change yourself to believe your identity is in Christ, not in being a Christian. I wish it was that easy. That sounds great, but it's not so easy to change. That's like looking at someone who's had an alcohol addiction for 20 years and just saying, oh, wake up tomorrow and just stop drinking. That's obviously something that I am going to continue to work on in therapy. But I, for so long, and what I still really struggle with is thinking that there is one way to be a Christian. That as a Christian, this is what I do. I do quiet time and quiet time looks like this. And this is how many times I serve and I go to church and I only say these words. Don't cuss and I don't, whatever the case may be, like fill in the blank. It was just this very rigid performance-based identity of what I thought a Christian should be. And it never was an issue of legalism, of salvation. Like I never thought that me doing these things would save me. I firmly always believed that I was saved in Jesus. A faith that works is dead in James. In my head, I was like, okay, then just having faith is not enough. Like you have to live and act and, and speak and do certain things and do all the right things and say all the right things. And that's what I have built so much of my personal identity on and so much of my identity as a Christ follower, as a believer on. So you can imagine how difficult it is to just shut all that off. And if you can't imagine, let me just tell you, it's really freaking hard. And I think one of the main reasons that I'm super scared to share all of this, or maybe not super scared. I already talked about why I'm scared, but I think one of the reasons it's so hard to deal with this and to share this is because, as I mentioned before, it's not like I became a Christian only a year or two ago and I'm still learning. I have been a Christian my whole life. I have known and believed my whole life. I just feel so much guilt for struggling like I am now. I feel so much grief for this thing, faith, being a Christian that has been the main focus my whole life. Specifically for the past six years, it's been a main focus. It has been what I've always said I want people to know me about my faith. It has been the biggest part of my life and my identity. For it to not be that right now in this season, that's super hard. It's like I'm losing part of me. And in some ways I am. Because that was such a big part of my life, my life revolved around that. And I think that's why it's been so hard to to give up the striving and give up holding on to my ways because A, I'm afraid, I am terrified that I'm going to walk away completely. I am terrified that I'm going to lose my friends because they're going to say, oh, you don't believe like you used to or you're struggling with what you believe and like we can't be as close because you don't know what you believe or why you believe or you're struggling with your faith in this way as a Christian. It's so scary in those aspects and it is so hard to figure out who am I and what does my life look like apart from my faith. Not because I'm giving my faith up, but because faith isn't the only part of my life. There's so much more to me, to being a human, than that. And so all of this to say, it has been, it's been really hard. 
And that's why I struggled of whether or not I should share this. And if this can just help one person know that they aren't alone, encourage them to be honest, to speak up. Because I, I think it's easy for us to go, oh yeah, I'm not alone. When other people struggle. But then when you don't hear people talk about it, you kind of, it almost reinforces the fact that you are alone and that can dig you deeper into isolation and, and zipping your lips. And that's not, that's not what's going to ultimately heal you or heal me. And I think one of the frustrating things with this, I am trying so hard to work on self-compassion. I've worked on it for years because I hold myself to unrealistic standards that I don't hold other people to. I recognize that. One of the reasons this is really frustrating me, besides the fact that I feel like my identity in life is crumbling a bit and I'm not sure who I am. Apart from that, you know, no big deal. But when I look at other aspects of my life, physically, mentally, relationally, etc., I acknowledge and can recognize that everyone is different, that I am different, and how I have changed in those areas. For example, physically, you know, obviously I had an eating disorder in college. And so what I did physically, as far as exercise, as far as food, as far as taking care of myself and resting, looked a lot different, a lot worse. Not going to share those and repeat those awful behaviors, but that looked a lot differently. But even as I started to recover and I graduated college, what I did physically for movement and exercise changed. At first I was into bodybuilding and then I wanted to do powerlifting and I got my, you know, PRs and bench squat and deadlift super high. Then, you know, COVID hit and I took a little break and then decided I wanted a longer break. So for about a year, I just did like really light dumbbell workouts at home once or twice and went on walks. Then I did CrossFit for a year. Then for about nine months, I was going through a lot physically and mentally and just thought I really need to give my body a rest. So I just walked and did yoga. And then now I'm started lifting again for about the last two months pretty consistently. So I'm able to recognize that what worked for me or what physical movement and nourishment looked like five years ago, one year ago, five months ago, looks different than it does now. And it's going to look different now than it does in five months or five years from now. I can recognize that. Same thing with mental health. I went through a lot of different medications, then stopped for a little bit, then found the one that worked for me. And I've been on and off in therapy and I found a cadence that works for me. And journaling, I, you know, I tried once to do it every single day and that just doesn't fit well with with how my brain works and how I work so I just learned to find a pattern that works for me with meditating and journaling only a few times a week and when it feels good and relationally I for a long time I was like I'm never going to get on the dating apps in the summer I felt ready got on met my ex broke up stayed off them for a little bit got back on said this is not for me not the time for me got off and I'm sure if and when it becomes right again this year I will get on them again my point is in all of these things is I can look and see how physically I've changed based on what is needed and what works for me in each different seasons, same mentally, same relationally. And I can also look at other people and know what works for me physically is not what's going to work for my sister physically. It's not what's going to work for my friend or my coworker. And what I do for mental health is not what's going to be best for Joe down the street. So I can recognize that in other aspects of my life, but for some reason, I cannot allow that same grace and freedom to change for my faith and my spiritual life. I can allow my physical self, my mental self, my emotional self, my relational self to change and for me to change what I do to best fit what I need and want in each of those. But I cannot allow my, my faith to change with me. I cannot allow my faith and my spiritual life to change as I'm changing. 
And so I think that's what's frustrating is because I can recognize and allow all the other aspects of myself to change as I'm changing because I'm human. We're constantly growing and changing and learning, but I'm not allowing that for my faith and my spiritual walk. And I think it's because for so long in my mind, I thought there was one right way that I kind of mentioned earlier. This is what being a Christian looks like, what you do, what you say, what you believe, what you don't do. And so to have kind of all that wiped clean and kind of left to figure out what to, what the heck to do is super hard. Some people might be like, oh, well, it's like kind of like a clean slate, a blank canvas. You're free to really explore and kind of build. But to me, it doesn't see, seem as freedom. It's very paralyzing. It's very overwhelming. I don't know if I'm calling this deconstruction. I think I do. I think while everything doesn't need a label, I think it does help me to process what I'm going through and to grieve what I'm going through. And I know that one day I will reconstruct and I will get to a new normal for me. But even I'm trying to change my mindset of like, it's not like I'm in this broken, bad place now and one day I'll get to this good place. It's like my journey is taking me and I'm going to be where I am now in my journey and like just be very present going forward. It's a lot easier said than done. And it's not the easiest thing to talk about, but I think it's super important. And I think it's important because I feel very alone in this, on this journey. It's not something that my friends have struggled with or if they have struggled with that they have not opened up about. It's not something that you typically see posted about and shared about on social media or in Christian circles or from the platform at church. I feel very overwhelmed of like, I'm blazing this trail. It's like, I have to go first. I have no one really to look up to, to speak to about this. And not that I can't talk to my, my friends and family about it, but they can only offer so much comfort and support without knowing the path that I've gone through. Just like someone who hasn't been through depression can still support me through and encourage me through depression but like having gone through depression or going through depression like adds another layer of capacity to support and love and encourage someone and so i just want to share all of this for anyone out there who is listening who has had these same thoughts or these same feelings or these same struggles or is going through something similar and is looking around at the people at church the people online or your friends or family and be like no one else has gone through this no one's talking about it I am. I am talking about it and I am here to say that you are not alone. It's okay that it's overwhelming and you don't know where your journey is going to end up. I don't either. You're not walking away. You're not being blasphemous by by struggling in this way. This is part of my journey right now. And for so long, I think I wanted to deny it and keep it quiet and wish this wasn't part of my journey. And of course, if I could wave a magic wand and choose any faith journey, I probably would choose an easier path, a lighter path, a more hopeful and happy path. But I'm sharing this because it's part of my journey. This is where I'm at right now. And I am hoping and knowing that I will look back in a month, a year, 10 years, and be able to be at a different point of my journey and look back and see the journey I've been on, look back and see the growth. And just be reminded that I can do hard things, that I can face this, that I, I will make it through, and that it's okay to not have it figured out, to not have the answers, to go through hard things like this. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to hide. I don't know where my journey will end or where I'll end up at, and where I'll be. I know I'll get somewhere, and that's okay. And I think that's kind of the biggest relief and encouragement we can give ourselves in any area of our life not just if you're struggling spiritually it's okay to not 
know where you'll end up, to not know where your journey will end. But that doesn't stop you from taking the first step today. Just as kind of one final note I will make and encouragement to leave you with on this podcast is it's okay to change. It is okay for you to change. It is okay for you to change physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally. And most importantly, it's okay for your faith to change. We are all different. I do not believe that God would have created and knitted each of us together in our mother's womb so uniquely and created such different plans and life stories for us if he was just going to say, okay, everyone turn into a Christian robot, conform, and do the exact same things, believe the exact same way, go through the exact same you know, struggles or lack of. I don't, I don't think that. I don't believe that. And so as you change, you are a human. You are a holistic person. You are multiple parts. So as you change, those things naturally are going to change as well. Some of them might be scarier. Some of them might take more time. So like give yourself space and rest and compassion and patience. And I hope that that encourages you. It's okay to change. Hi, friends. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that it encouraged you, inspired you, challenged you, and maybe even let you let out the breath you didn't even realize you were holding. If you want to join in on today's conversation or keep up to date with all past, present, and future episodes, you can join us on Instagram at Chaos and Art Pod. And if you love today's episode or any other episode you've listened to, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. But today, I hope that you go out and find freedom as you embrace the beauty and mess of life and learn to live in the gray. Until next time, this is Kristen, and you're listening to Chaos and Art. Thank you.